Now, again, we must be reminded that the, the statements in here, when it says uh, we reject the uh, the error of those who teach, they're quoting a document that was given to the synod by the Armenian party, by those pastors in the Reformed Church that said, we want to teach this. So what we're reading is not somebody made that up. It's not a straw man. This is the actual words or the summary of the words that were the argument against what we believe is the Reformed faith. And so notice uh, in, in the statement, there's an assumption in this paragraph 5. The assumption is the sovereignty of man's will. I know what I know, and I know that I choose, and I have a free will, and so therefore I don't care what you say, I know what I know. I assume that I can freely choose at all times. And, and the problem is we all understand that. It's not the problem, it's the choosing. It's the problem of who's choosing, or what's, where's it coming from? It comes from the heart. Okay, notice, first of all, the error that flows from this assumption is, do you see this point about common grace? That the corrupt and natural man can so use the common grace, or the gift still left to him after the fall. Notice that. Common grace is detached from the giver. But Scripture says, or better yet, Jesus says that God makes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. In other words, grace is never separated from the giver. You understand that concept? Uh, I was raised Roman Catholic, and in Roman Catholic Church, grace was an, a sub, uh, an object. Grace was something you needed to get. It was, a, it was something substantial. You needed to have so much grace to be saved. You had to have a measure. You have to have a cup, and the cup has to be full. And so grace is an is a object. But the object is separated from God, the giver. Whereas my understanding in the Bible, grace is primarily a verb. Grace is what God gives. And he doesn't walk away when he gives us grace. Part of that grace is this personal involvement. This assumption is there's grace that God just scattered out there, and so people can just take it and use it irregardless of God. God's not involved. It's all up to you. Do you understand that concept, what they're coming from? Secondly, notice also in this error, salvation is a process rather than an, an event with ongoing effects. Okay. So there are effects of salvation, but this argument is, we are being saved. And how are we being saved? By our choices. Do you, do you hear? So in other words, what they're, what they're arguing is, is they're, they are failing to distinguish being born again and being sanctified. You understand that? Okay. Born again happens once. You're dead or you're alive. When you're dead and God brings you to life, you're regenerated. Okay? That is the beginning. That's the work of God. That's a, that is the great work of God. However, sanctification is the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit, making us more and more like Jesus. These are distinct. They're both important, but there's a distinction there. What we have here is a return to Rome, don't we? You have to work your salvation. It's up to you. It's all based on your choosing. 
again, we have that. As a matter of fact, these teachers have lost, or um, these pastors who wanted to teach us, have lost a hundred years of gain that the church had gained during the Reformation. Notice also in the statement that the grace of God is used by man to gain grace. You hear that? What they're saying is, God gave grace out there. I have to use my will in order to gain grace. Does that sound like a works thing? Does it sound like it's something that you do in order to gain? Doesn't Paul say that the merit, or he talks about uh, it is no longer grace but debt? Are we putting God as a debt? Are we earning our salvation? This is a bold-faced denial of faith as a gift. It's only an act of man, they say. I was uh, in our devotions, our, fam- our, our dinner time devotions, we were reading Second Thessalonians on Friday. And as we were reading, this verse just slapped me in the face. Go, here's the summary. Paul writes in Second Thessalonians, for not all have faith. Amen. Not all men have faith. Faith comes as a gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. You understand that? Faith is a gift. Faith is not resident in everybody, and they just have to exercise it or not. Unless you have the work of the Spirit of God, you're a dead man, dead woman. Dead people don't choose. It has to be grace. Grace is not earned or deserved. Amen? Amen.